Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. One, two, three. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. What? Knicks fans, and what is up, Barry motherfucking D? What is up, Craig? And good day to Jay, a.k.a. Blanderson Hooper. Good day to you as well, Craig. Wherever you all listen to the show, remember, leave us a five-star rating and or positive review. It goes a long way, right, Barry? It sure does. Give us a gift for Christmas. Something nice. And please, subscribe to the one podcast that has hosts or has a host that won't even stand up to his wife when she is destroying our beloved theme song. Jay, play the intro clip one from our white elephant party this weekend at Barry's house. It sounds like, like a, I don't know, like a bird. It's like, like on its last life. <laughs> the opening to the show. What? The opening? Yeah. It's a, that's it's going that It's a hard one. <laughs> 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 She's not do you hear what they say? <laughs> so it sounds like a crow. Is that what it sounds like? I think so. Dying crow, yeah. she was saying. Like, dying crow, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then as soon as she starts to talk, it gets much better. It's just the beginning. And unfortunately, she's not alone, Jay. <laughs> you either love our song or you hate it, apparently. Jay, play the second clip I said. Okay. What's up? It's Dr. Dickey. It's about 4 a.m. Post-shit thought process. I think y'all are the best podcast that I've listened to, or at least top two. I've been listening since about April, May. The only complaint, well, I have two complaints, right? One, you're only once a week, man. I got to wait for that content. I just want more and more from y'all. Love y'all. And then two, that cringe-worthy intro music. Yeah, that was me. That was uh, a long time ago in the comments back in May or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, all right. Peace out. Y'all keep doing what you're doing. You rocking on. So, I, I got to ask everybody, please, can can we leave some voicemails or get some feedback on the intro music? Barry, I'm getting nervous. Does everybody fucking hate it? Does everyone hate it and they're just not telling us? Over the years, I've definitely heard more negative yeah, I would agree with that. Stuff about it than positive. Even people that said that they've had it stuck in their heads and they're singing it in their workplaces, I don't think even enjoy it. It's like a curse. So I need to know, is it time for us to get something different? Is it time? I need to know. I want people to call in and tell us. Be honest. I've been thinking for a while about getting like an opera version of it. I think it could Ugh. be good. Oh, that's what you opera think would improve version. it. <laughs> opera. Mm. Or maybe we need to bring back... Uh, Derek's bagpipe version. No. no. No? That wasn't better. No. All right. Well, let us know, please. 
I don't want to be turning off listeners at the start of every show. That's not good. You know what? Next episode, not this one, but next week, you should maybe you should try the one that we have in the bag, the redo. You know what I'm talking about? The cleaned up version, which we didn't love. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, (laughs) I don't think that's going to make it any better. You should. I'd be curious to hear the the feedback. I I wonder if anyone even notices the difference. (laughs) Of course they would. Guys, if you're looking to place a bet, do what Barry does and head over to betonline.ag. Barry, are you done with betting or have you gone back again? Uh, no, I, I, I've abstained. Okay, good. Well, <laughs> for a while. Well, when he does bet again, it's going to be on betonline.ag. You can head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today. Get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAV50, B-L-E-A-V-50, to receive your bonus. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Before we get to the Knicks, let's talk about the biggest game of the weekend, White Elephant. Okay. We had White Elephant party at Barry's. Besides Jason's wife ripping on the opening to the show, it was Whoa, a lovely hold on. time. I Thank will you, say, though, I mean, if you <laughs> hear in the background... Barry's wife said, she's not wrong, Craig. So my wife is the one who said it sounded like a dead crow, but Barry's wife was like, yeah, no, that's, I agree with that. So, Okay, but your wife was, was making a whole big scene about it. She's, she's never had worse. anything positive to say about it. <laughs> she's not the only member of my family that can't stand it either. I'll be honest, I was shocked by Barry's white elephant gift. Shocked. How did that come about? My, what do you mean? I can't my believe that you mean your what white he bought elephant or what gift, he ended up with. What you bought? The the two games? Two things I've never heard. Are those popular board games? No. <laughs> Classic Mancala. Barry got two games. <laughs> Something called Classic Mancala. Mancala? Mancala? Mancala, I think. No, I don't know. And something called Can You Name Five? Yeah. And Barry, that was really a $30 gift? Because I feel like those are two things you'd find at like five below for like $5 each. No, it was a $20 game and then I had $10 left. So I bought the Mancala to go along with it. (laughs) The other game, I, I thought the other okay, game. Okay, because classic Mancala is eleven ninety nine. I'm just looking it up. And can it's you always name good to five? have fun games in the house. You know, <laughs> no. I think the optimal word there is, is is fun. I mean, it's it's like little like shiny rocks that you move in holes. I don't even know what what is that. It's like a puzzle game. You play one on one. Craig, you bought a megaphone. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you did. I should go get it right now. <laughs> I bought this enormous megaphone. The, yeah, and you ended, up with, on you ended up with the gift that you bought, and I ended up with the gift that I bought. And Barry's wife ended up with the gift that she stole from somebody else at the end of the yeah. game and forced him into giving it to her. I, did, I know I apologized to you guys that Did your wife buy that, that gift? Night. Was that your wife's gift? No, it was not my wife's gift. And what was that? Like a candle and some things? It was a no, cotton candy It was candle, three things, but would she like? Yeah, she liked the chocolate. It was Godiva chocolate, which she loves. And like once she saw that there was Godiva chocolate in the room, she knew she wanted to end up with that gift. And I mean, I'm embarrassed about what happened. You frankly. should be. It was you not were very, okay. I, you were very embarrassed. It was, it was not funny. okay. It was. I know that it was not okay. The game ended. Everybody had their gifts, and my wife took the gift that she wanted out of somebody else's hands and essentially just traded for that gift without asking them if it was okay. I thought she was joking and was going to give it right back, which she didn't. And she went after the one person that probably would not say anything. That's correct. That. Exactly. And she, she knew, knew who to pray on. She knew that. 
Totally. <laughs> she was like, I'm going to take this, just ripped it out of his hands, and then just gave him her gift. And we were just like, had our mouths open. Yeah, I think, like, Craig, I shock. think you turned to me and said, wait, is the game still going on? And I was like, no, it ended. <laughs> uh, you know, I thought. Man, did this dude just did this? That's what I thought. <laughs> totally. So I gave it. I gave it a day before I said anything to her. You said something I, on the spot, though. I saw it on the spot. Well, I said, I said, Jordana, we're not going to be invited back to the White Elephant Party anymore if you do this. You can't be doing that. And so I explained it to her the next night. I said, do you realize what you did? And she's like, I, I wanted that one. I said, Jordana, <laughs> basically the game ended. You looked around the room, surveyed all the gifts and said, you know what? I want that gift over there. And you basically, you went over there and you took that gift. So I'm going to take this one. That's exactly what you did. And she's like, oh, she, yeah, that is what I did. Doesn't she have a way? I feel like this happens every year. She's got a certain way of getting the gift that she wants. It's somehow. unbelievable. Right? She said she had a deal with with uh, with Kate. So one of the other people there had a deal that if she ended up with that, they would they would trade. But, but she didn't end up with that. No, she didn't. Somebody else did, and she still took it. Uh, it was Kate's husband. So maybe she thought that was why she could do it. Right. Yeah, no, that's that's how it made she, sense to she her. She preyed said, on no, the nicest person sense. there who would never, you know, who's not going to argue. Yeah. yeah, she's like, why does, why would he want chocolate? I said, why why would he want throw a burrito? Whatever that game is called. <laughs> a game that, that they, already <laughs> they already had. They already had the what, game. Let's all be real here. The gifts across the board were horrible. They sucked. I they the, were the worst the, gifts. A couple of ever. the games were good. The throw throw burrito is a good game for the family. That's why no, I enjoy those. Nobody wants throw throw burrito. It's a game you can I play saw with your that kids. game. When you look up best white elephant gifts of 2021, it's one of the gifts that come up. I know. Well, that, that so that's megaphone? how you found it? Yeah, that's how I found it. Megaphone. When I bought the megaphone, kids. I came across the megaphone and I said to myself, Oh, jeez. This is something. Everyone wants, but you're never going to buy it for yourself, all right? I'm always thinking about how much I want a megaphone. You're never going to buy yourself a megaphone, because who the fuck needs a megaphone? Nobody. But it's cool I to have a megaphone. I never use a megaphone. When am I ever going to use a fucking megaphone? The other day, when it was time for bed for my kids, they weren't listening. I went up to my closet, got out the megaphone, can, and I'm walking around my house. I definitely see you doing that. And they loved it. They love it. They love right. that thing. right. That was the best fucking gift, and I'm not bragging about it. Where is that? It was thing? just a you pathetic have that? group you of have gifts. It? You have it's it. It's upstairs. Mm. Should I go get it? Hold on, I'll go get no, it. No, your be kids ready. are sleeping. You get it. I can't. Oh, for Christ's sake! Aren't his kids sleeping? Um. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he yells from this room. <laughs> They're always sleeping. All right. I'm totally out of fucking breath now, but. Are you going to be jealous about this? Look at this thing. Oh my God, it's big. It's huge. It's got this thing, which I didn't even know megaphones had like a walkie-talkie. Hello, kids. It's time for bed. What the fuck are you doing? See this? This is great. Isn't this good? <laughs> you don't want this thing? You guys walked away with something better than this megaphone? No, I no. walked away with the shittiest gift of everybody. So no, I did not get something better than that. That's a bad gift, and my gift was worse. Well, I didn't end up with my gift either, but I traded with uh, someone. Because I ended up with a fucking heated blanket. Who the fuck needs a heated blanket? My wife would have loved that heated blanket. Who bought the heated blanket? My wife bought the heated blanket. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. my God. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm sure everyone really wants to hear more about our white elephant party, but probably not. Do we want to talk about, really quick, Craig, the fact that Barry refused to put on the Nick game? No, he put it on. I ended end. up putting it on. 
Yeah, okay. All right, guys. Well, let's get excited. We're fucking winners of two of three games. Whoa. Yay. Wins against mm-hmm. the Houston Rockets and the Detroit Pistons, the worst team in the NBA. I'm so excited. Wow, am I excited. I really am. Next I don't win! Mean to be a, oh, next win! Yep. Next win! <laughs> I don't want to be a Debbie Downer here, but I'm not fucking excited at all. All right? Sure, there were some bright spots against the Pistons. Mitch played great. We'll get to all of that. But we've been dealing for, with COVID now for two years. We know it's been a hard couple of years, but COVID has gone too far, guys. It's fucking with our Knicks so much that right now we're being forced to watch our Knicks without any of the players we fucking give a shit about. And you tell me if this doesn't suck right now watching this team. Regardless, win or lose, having to play guys. Like Wayne Selden? Like Wayne Selden. Like podcast favorite. Damian Dotson is back. He's back. That's how bad it's gotten. We are so desperate for players that we had to sign using this hardship exemption. Damian Dotson. You would have thought Michael Jordan came out of retirement and the Knicks signed him the way fucking Knicks Twitter was. Uh, oh, God. It's oh, like, give me a break. It. He'll be gone a couple of fucking weeks. Welcome Hol- home. Yeah. Whole team Dot is back. Once a Nick, always a Nick. Free give Dot. Give me a fucking break. This was one guy I did not need to see back. We had to deal with this stuff when he was on the team. And of course, we root uh. for our own players, but it's like, like we didn't understand it then. How much the fan base was like spending hours and hours of time online cheering about and like, you know, clamoring for him to come off the bench or start even. Now it's back. Oh, I hope Tibbs gives him a chance. I really want to see. He never got a fair shake. Really? Right. Really? (laughs) Damien Dotson is here to just fill in. How long are these hardship exemptions for? Is it for like a few days? They're 10 days. They're 10-day contracts. 10-day contracts? All right. Well, he's going to be here for 10 days. He's going to be gone. This this is out of control. Jay, play the clip that lost me hundreds of followers. Okay. Thank you to Barry. And when is this from? This is from uh, either two or three seasons ago. Last season, he was with Cleveland, right? Somewhere in the range of two to three seasons ago. The 2019-2020 season. Play this clip. Here we go. I even get pissed when Knicks fans defend Damian Dotson because I'm like, come on, we're all arguing about the ninth or tenth guy on the team. Whether Damian Dotson is getting the minutes he deserves, it's Damian Dotson. He can barely get minutes on the Knicks. I'm sorry, Damian Dotson is not that good. Do you understand why Knicks fans on social media go crazy about Damian Dotson? Because they're starving. For Damian Dotson? Give me a fucking break. Fucking (laughs) starving for any, any little ounce of talent or hope that they can see they're starving for it so in Damian Dotson they see a guy that's a little bit of a two-way player they see a guy that's got a little (laughs) bit of a shot you know what I mean it's true it's fucking pathetic it's sad it is sad at least like when I'm talking I'm talking about Frank it's a guy who's like can't even drink yet and has barely scratched the surface and has barely been here. And he's this timid kid <laughs> that you're hoping surface. he's going to break well. out of his shell and become a fucking lion one day. The rest Damian Dotson. <laughs> Damian Dobson's your number one or your number two on your G League team. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, you got Knicks fans arguing, saying he should be starting. Who gives a fuck either way? If he can't break into this rotation, then what does that tell you? They may say that he wasn't given a fair shot. 
of course, it's the, you know, the coaches suck. There's such a talent like Damian Dotson on the bench and you don't see it. You want to take this team somewhere in the future <laughs> and you're, you want Damian Dotson to be there, taking you there as like one of your key guys or somebody that you can't give up on, you got problems. Listen, the same way I, t- I tell Jay not to take offense to anything that's said in the podcast, I don't want Damian Dotson to take any offense to this. This is not your fault, all right? You're a, you're a fine player, maybe. You may have another four years in this league. <laughs> and did he have another four years in this league? He's, he's approaching it. And uh, well, I guess yeah, now. He was, he was now. pretty much out of the league up until yesterday. <laughs> we gave him his fourth year, maybe That's his right. third year in the league. I don't get it. You're right. There was so much love for him on Twitter. I said no comment when we signed him. And I think DJ was like. Yeah, did you see what DJ wrote to me before? Yeah, what's the problem? What's your problem with him? <laughs> the problem is who gives a fuck that he's back? Oh, with that, how, what should he contribute against the Pistons tonight? On the four minutes, he he had a rebound, Craig. Oh wow! He's just a warm he should body. Fucking start. He's a warm body because they have to have them. They have to sign replacements. They have to. Yeah, they didn't need to do that to us. Why couldn't they have brought back Theo Pinson? They because the Mavericks signed him. I know. I'm, they should have jumped in there beforehand. Well, they obviously di- either didn't or he chose the Mavericks <sighs> to be with Frank. How about Michael Beasley, Ron Baker, Jorts? Do you remember Jorts? I bring back Jorts. Did you say Michael Beasley? I'm your favorite player's favorite player. Bring back someone fun. Not Damian Dotson, who sucks all the energy out of Nick's Twitter. All of it. All right, let's talk about the Detroit game. All right, there's some positives. Fournier put up his third straight solid game. 22 points. But he was just 4 of 11 from 3, 9 for 24 from from the field to get 22 points. Those aren't great numbers. But he's got 77 points over his last three games. Best stretch of a season so far, production-wise. Kemba. We'll get to all this, guys, so just hold it in. Kemba Walker, third straight good game as well. 21 points, 8 boards, 5 assists. Shot 8 for 21. 67 points, 17 boards, 10 assists over his last three games. But the biggest difference maker in this game, Mitchell Robinson, right? Yep. I repeat, worst team in the fucking league, but Mitch was back for at least this game. The Mitch that we remembered, 17 points, 14 boards, three blocks, a team high by far, plus 24. He changed the game when he was in. I think I forgot how much he can change the game when he's playing so, so well since it's been so long. He affected so many shots by Detroit, inside, outside, and he finally blocked a three-pointer in that fourth quarter, which was the clear-cut reason why I think Mitch is back. He blocked a fucking three, who went diving on the floor at the other end to try to get the ball back. He's strutting around the court happy, played with a totally different energy tonight. Again, it's the worst fucking team in the league. Probably shouldn't get too excited. He'll probably get three points in the next game and one rebound. But at least for one night, we saw the Mitch of old. Barry? Did you love yes. seeing Mitch back? <laughs> yeah. Savage again? Of course. No, it was a pleasure to watch this Mitch that, yeah, like you said, you're seeing, again, a guy that you thought can be a difference maker and have such an impact on a game, and he had his imprint on the entire game when he was in there um, against Detroit. Now, again, to your point, Detroit sucks. You are correct. <laughs> and what a blessing <laughs> it was to have Detroit on our schedule now 
you know, with 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 where this team is and how many guys that they're missing. And this is a watered down Detroit Piston team. When even when they're healthy, they're watered down. Uh, how do you water down water? I, I don't even know, but that's what this team was. It was watered down water essentially. And who's the tallest player? Who's the biggest guy on the Pistons? Is it Isaiah? Well, Stewart? Isaiah Stewart's like the strongest guy, and then they have this big white guy, number fifty-five. I'm not sure. Uh, what so it's not I saw him shocking that Mitch was feeling good against that team. No, <laughs> good for them. But it was good to see. Oh, that's Luca. Luca Garza, Barry. Luca Garza. Right. Luca Garza. Right, Garza. <laughs> and Kemba, what, what do you think about Kemba? Third straight good game. He was in Thibodeau's doghouse. Let's not pretend that he got the starting job back because he earned it or Thibodeau had any other fucking choice. He had no choice he had to no let choice. Kemba play again. And he's playing okay. Oh, no. He played he was playing okay. very good. He, he, play, he played great against Detroit. He played great against Boston. Even when, like, because uh, he, he started hitting more of his shots toward the end of that game against Detroit. But even when he was missing those shots, I still thought he, would play, he was playing great. He had a looseness about him. I mean, he had a smile on his face the whole game, but he was just, he had a bounce in his step and he was, he was generating offense. He was yeah. playing really, really well. And, you know, the, the biggest thing for this Knicks season is it's such a chore for them on offense if Rose isn't in there or as far as the last two games, if Kemba Walker is not in there. It's such a chore. When you have those two guys in the game and Kemba displayed it beautifully in these last two games, he could do so much. It opens up so many things for this team when he's playing like that. And I repeat, worst team in the league. All right. Yes. The yeah, only number thing one I'll draft say- pick from last year, Cade Cunningham, but he was going up against Cade Cunningham, the other starting point guard, who's who's a rookie, who's twenty years old. What were you going to say, Blend? I was just going to say. I mean, he scored twenty one, but he was eight of twenty. Wait, twenty one, right? Eight of twenty one. Yeah, but he was eight of twenty one from the field. And if you notice, you know, the game on Saturday night, they were down by a lot, they came back, they took the lead, and then they fell behind again. He was stuck at twenty nine points for quite some time at the end. Like he went a long stretch at the end of the game without scoring at all. So he had a super hot third. Yeah, he had a big game, but at the at the end in crunch time when they were trying to claw back and get get back to, you know, being tied, he he just did not he didn't score anything. Because both he and Fournier were knocking on the the door for 30 like at the same time and he just he did not score at all over the last few minutes of the game couldn't right. nobody is say, nobody's saying he's playing perfect basketball right now but it is he's playing very well for someone who was not who was what didn't play in like 10 games right you're also before, yeah. you know talking before, to a guy yeah. who played over 37 minutes you know who he's i mean talk about not being used to playing the sets of minutes he hasn't you know he hadn't played the nine games prior to that no i'm sure he just ran out of gas like you said, against the Pistons, he had this bounce to him. Whether the shot was falling or not, he was able to create separation. He was he had five assists. He threw some nice lobs to Mitch. He was he even pulled down some boards. He got like eight rebounds. Really well, eight rebounds. Yeah, he was played an all around good game offensively. He did. So I mean, you know, I think he's played well enough. Where I think Thibodeau, it is a little unfair with Thibodeau that it's either all or nothing with him. He's starting point guard, and then he's just out of the rotation completely. Does Kemba deserve some minutes on this team? Probably. Depends a little bit on how McBride is playing when he comes back. Quickly is always going to get minutes. Rose is out right now. Not with COVID, but he's just out, right? What's his story? There's so many. His ankle. Okay, there's so many things going on that you just like lose track. Um, So yeah, I mean, he's obviously worthy of playing time. We know Jamal Crawford thinks he should be playing 
Have you seen these tweets from Jamal Crawford criticizing Tibbs? No. I heard about them. I haven't seen them, though. Jamal Crawford. Stop letting these coaches slash teams create the narrative a player's done because they don't like them. That was on December 18th at 8.47. One minute earlier, and some of y'all said defensive net rating and all this other mumbo jumbo trying to justify Kemba not playing. This was after he was playing well. So, I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of criticisms of Tibbs from players around the league thinking like, how could Kemba be on the bench? And Michael Kidd Gilchrist said Please. it one of these days, like Come we on. need to listen to fucking MKG. Who said, uh, Steven, was it, who said, um, you know, Tibbs just doesn't know how to use him. It's like someone who doesn't know how to handle a, a fast car or something. Didn't someone say that about Kemba? <laughs> I, do, I do remember hearing somebody say that, yeah. He's getting criticized for him just riding the bench when your team's not even playing well. I mean, Tibbs did take him out and we all know why, because his defense was brutal. And when he played, he was the worst player in the NBA, had the worst effect on his team in the entire NBA. Right. right. We, we all also did find it odd, though, that it took this long for him to come back. Because even when guys were, you know, out on health and safety protocols in his position, he still didn't make it back. It was like, you know, t- it took six six guys to get COVID. Took everyone, basically being out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it wasn't that we had a problem with Tibbs taking him out of the starting lineup or even the rotation for a bit. It was that it, it at that point, it seemed so final and that, you know, this kind of forced Tibbs' hand to get him to play. What was interesting was Tibbs' comments in the postgame when asked about Kemba and if this changes his mind, because it seemed like nothing was going to change Tibbs' mind. And like when these guys get back, is Kemba going to go back to the bench? So they asked Tibbs about that. All right, play that now, Blandy. It's really hard to hear the question, just so you're aware. I think it was, in the, have the last two games changed your evaluation of Kemba? The last two games changed your evaluation of Kemba? Oh yeah, I, well to me, I, I, I have to base it on what the players are doing right now. So whoever gives us the best chance to win, you're going to be in there. And then performance matters. If you're playing well, right, you're going to be in there. That's the, that's the way it works. And I love Kemba. Uh, and my job is to do what's best for the team. And so he's playing great basketball, right? All the credit in the world to him. And, but the team winning is the most important thing. When we win, yeah, it's great. There's the door. The door's open. Listen, to me, all that means is that right now, when 60% of the team is out on COVID, the best option for the team is to play Kappa. Mm-hmm. Tibbs might totally change his tune when he gets everyone back, which which it's it's crazy that, that I have a better idea of when Rebecca Harlow and Walt Frazier are returning to this team than I have any idea... When Obi and RJ and Deuce and Grimes and Quickly and we're, we're in OJ and RJ, everyone uh, else is coming back. RJ and Obi wasn't the ten days up today. No, it's, I think it's technically tomorrow. I think day yeah. day one is technically day zero. Apparently, assuming so. that they're feeling good and this was all a big nothing, and they just tested positive, like and they were fine. Essentially, yeah, they should be back for Thursday night. They should game. be back for Thursday night's game. Yeah, but you don't hear anything about it. You know, they're, no. you also have to question, are they going to come back and just, is Tibbs just going to put everyone back in like nothing happened? Or are they going to be out of shape? Because they haven't been practicing or anything for 10 days. Like, I guess it all really depends on whether they were actually sick or not, you know? I mean, I wouldn't be shy. I honestly would not be shocked if Tibbs tried, decides to torture us a little bit more <laughs> and just say these guys need to practice under their belt or something no. and get back into game shape. You think he's going to throw them right back in on Thursday? Before putting Taj at the four? Yeah, I do. I, I'm glad you say that. Before bringing fucking Wayne Selden in, who hasn't 
who t- against the Pistons had his first fucking NBA basket in three years and looks not like an NBA player out there. We we had Taj and Noel on the floor today at the exact same time. That was and not Julius I know, and Julius. Was, right, but Noel, at least he has skill. Taj I mean, the other two Julius. is like and then Robinson, like, Taj. Oh and Julius. my god, that was that was bad. Our bench was Wayne Selden, Taj Gibson, Damian Dotson, and Mitchell Robinson. He started the second half, but he started off on the bench. Yeah. That is pitiful. A friend who is supposed to be going to the game Thursday night with her with the, her kid for his birthday, and it's it's not looking good. It's not looking good. That is not going to be a fun game to watch. Oh, if Obi's back, it will be. Right. If he's back, but who knows? got to hope Obi and R. Obi and RJ are the first ones back, I think, right? Yeah. I mean, maybe they give them that time off just so that way they're ready for Christmas, you know? Big national uh, spotlight game. Yeah, against a, a Trey Youngless and Clint Capella-less Hawks. Let's give Evan Fournier a little love here, right? Because we, we, don't, we don't usually get to, all right? 22 points against the Pistons. An amazing 9 for 24 from the field, 4 of 11 from 3. It's his third straight game that is solid. I don't even know if I want to call this a great game. I know Wally is fawning over Fournier and how he's playing, but he missed 15 of his 24 shots, all right? Yeah, I didn't feel like he was forcing much, though. I thought he played, you know, in the in the flow of the offense. So, you know, yeah, did he, did he miss, you know, a bunch of shots? Yes, but I thought he, you know, he hit the ones that counted. And, and again, I thought, I didn't think he was... Um, I didn't think he was out of turn. He was uh, second on the team in plus minus, plus 18. He is, like I said, 77 points over his last three games. Best, be- easily his best stretch of the season. Is he just, you think he's just putting up points because there's no one else to put in points right now? Well, he's certainly not getting 24 shots in a game if everybody else is around, that's for sure. Right. I mean, maybe that's what he is. Maybe he's a volume scorer, you know? You know we know he's, he has a history of playing on bad teams. Most of his years with the Orlando Magic, and that's where he put up most of his numbers. Yeah. Can he be a good player on a good team? Not saying we're a good team, but maybe that's part of it. On the Magic, he was one of the top guys. He got a lot of shots. Yeah. He got a, a lot of the ball in his hands, and he doesn't get that here. And if you're not playing well, like Tib says, he's not going to play you. He was playing automatically every night for Orlando. And then we know he struggled with Boston, and he struggled so far with the Knicks. Barry, do you think the best is yet to come for Evan Fournier? Oh. No. The best is yet to come. It has to. It'd be great if it was the <laughs> Have case. Have seen the best? Look, I, I hope this string of games makes something click and he gets more consistent because that's what had been lacking. Of course, I want the best for this team. And that includes having our $20 million man contributing. At least playing well enough where we could fucking trade his ass, right? <laughs> At least. Guys, who wants to listen to some voicemails? Ooh. We got a few here. Yeah. Dr. Dickey is our like is rivaling Ralph right now in calls. Except Dr. Dickey's calls are like three minutes long. <laughs> yeah, this is two minutes and 38 seconds. Jesus, dude. All right, here we go. All right, look, it's Dr. Dickey again. I got okay. to respond to what y'all had to say on the last episode. Look, I understand that superstar trades are highly unrealistic. But then again, I'm a Knicks fan. I got to shoot for the moon. You remember when we for sure thought Kyrie and Durant were coming here? We were just like so dead set. Like, yo, they are coming. They are coming to the Knicks. Nah, bitch. They went to the Knicks. Look, I understand that they don't happen all the time. The Lillard, uh, the Lillard trade is never going to happen. I get it. We couldn't give them enough. That's fine. 
then Simmons trade is a viable option. My biggest thing is that I want Kemba gone and I want Fournier gone. I was totally fine with the Fournier signing because he had been so consistent in Orlando and Boston. And now he's in New York, and the man can't do shit. It's $17 million on the book for no reason. If you can get rid of Kemba, who's not playing, and Fournier, who's playing like dog shit, throw in Kevin Knox and Mitchell Robinson if you want to, because they're on contract years. We're not going to miss them if they're gone or not gone. I prefer Mitch over Nerlens, but at the same time, I don't think Mitch is over a $10 million player, which is what he's going to ask for in the offseason. So let's just go ahead and get those four guys out the door and get some extra talent in. Because we could start quickly. We could start Barrett at the two. We could start topping at the three. Randall at the four. Nerlens would be a solid starting five. I mean, he wouldn't be great, but, like, it's not like we have a lot to say about this anyway. And I think Rose needs to get those starter minutes off the bench like he's been doing for the last three games. 32 minutes a night. Give it to him. He deserves it. He has proven it. Fucking put Burks back on the bench. You got Quentin Grimes coming off the bench now, too. That, that, that could be a possibility if we get rid of Fournier and Kemba. I just really think that we need a roster change. And it's almost the end of the fucking year. It's better after 28 games to make some moves. You've got enough sample size on data to say, all right, these guys will fit. I 100% agree with what Barry was saying. You know, I think we're going to go out and we're going to get a couple role players like last year. We got D. Rose. Changed everything for us. But at the end of the day, I really think it's better for us as under 500 to make moves now and adjust rather than wait till February 10th, the deadline. All right. Peace out. You're going to have to wait till the deadline. The NBA trades don't happen right now. They never do. Especially not with so many people and, you know, with what's going on. There's no way anybody, nobody knows what their team is right now. The league is in, is is a mess right now. It's in such a bad place. Yeah, and it maybe isn't as, normally it is a good sample size because everything is going to be consistent. Like, But maybe teams don't feel like they know exactly if they're going to be buyers or sellers or what at the trade. Yeah, and the, no the, the fate of the season is so uncertain. You know, Adam Silver could say as much as he wants, you know, about, you know, barreling through and, you know, there's not going to be any pause, but that's that's today. That's this week. You know, you, you don't know what's a couple of weeks ahead from now. Th- this type of stuff changes so quickly. We've seen it. All right, number two here. Also, Conrad asked us to vote on who's our favorite in the show. It's been Craig for the longest. But these last three episodes, last three or four episodes, Barry has really stepped it up. I think Barry might be my new number one. Huh. I don't know, Craig. Do something to convince me otherwise. Blamey is definitely bottom tier. Ouch. Do something to convince you otherwise? What the fuck would you like me to do, Dr. Dickey? What would he like me to do? Yeah, I, I don't know. Craig. I'll put on a fucking show for you, D- Dr. Dickey? I'll give Barry, I'll let Barry be your favorite for three or four episodes. You'll come back. At some point. <laughs> they always do? Is that, is that what it is? I'll say this. Barry's your favorite because of me. All right, Dr. Dickey? You might not know it. <laughs> what does that mean? It means he makes me shine. It's, it's in the editing. <laughs> Conrad sent me a nice little DM this week. He said, great job editing. You made us all look good. You took out so much of the shit that I was like cringing at. When I when we were doing the podcast, oh, you mean that he he said that that he you took he out said that, that yeah that he said that he was th- everybody okay. that he was cringing at yeah oh so he I was just cringing at like, stuff that we said 
Every, yeah, I mean, just wow. as a group, you know, we talk, we say, we just, we go in off in tangents and talk yeah. about random shit for however yeah, long. Do. So when y'all are voting for Barry or the few of you who might vote for Blandy, that's that's me. Maybe that's they called hurtful. you bottom tier, mm. bottom tier in a tier said, in three he, tiers. Yeah, I think he said definitely bottom tier. <laughs> All right. Definitely bottom uh, tier. He goes Blandy. by Doctor Dicky. Um, that's okay. He's a urologist. <laughs> he's a truck Dickey. driver, Craig. Is he a truck he's driver? A, he's are you making that up? No, no, he said that on the last last episode. He's a trucker. He's not a urologist. He's a doctor that drives a truck, Craig. Oh, that's- He's a trucker. Wouldn't Dr. Dickey be appropriate for for an actual dick doctor? It it would be. It would, yes. (laughs) Doctor of dicks? Why does he call himself Dr. Dickey? You can't just call yourself a doctor. I'm sure we'll find out, Craig, in the next episode. Dr. Dickey, why the fuck do you call yourself Dr. Dickey? We need to know. We need to know. Maybe it's like a, a doctor, like not a medical doctor. But you know, like a like, like what a kind PhD of PhD doctor. I don't want to make any assumptions, but I think there's a better chance that he's a dick doctor, <laughs> Doctor Dicky. Dick doctor. <laughs> uh, okay, here we go. Next one. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Adrian from Florida. I'm calling because uh, this dude, man, Julius Randall, he's fucking. He he gets just so aggravated. Like he continuously does the same mistakes does the same plays, ISO, turnover, bad shot selection. And in my opinion, that's why I feel like he can never play with an elite point guard because he always wants to be the man. He, New York gave him that opportunity. Yeah, he took advantage last year. But this year, he's like, I don't know, he's just taking it to the next level where he's just not being a productive player. So my question is, like, if you really had to trade Julius Randle, who would you trade him for? Because another thing is I don't see us winning anything with him in the long run. Like Maybe like, yeah, we got to the playoffs, but that's probably as far as we'll go with him. So I'll develop our youth and trade him. But uh, another thing was I, I keep hearing like people talking about that they want to trade Mitchell Robinson for whoever. And I don't get the concept of that because, you know, I feel like we can still develop him in a way. And Nerlens Noel, that's the center I would definitely trade in the RB. So what do you guys think? Well, as far call. as Mitch and Nerlens, Mitch is in a contract year, right? So it all comes down to, are we going to want to pay him whatever he's going to want to get paid with his injury history and his inconsistency? Yeah, Noel, I don't, I don't need Noel on this team. What the fuck are you going to get for Nerlens Noel? Nothing. No. Nothing. You can get something for Mitch if you don't believe that you want to give him any kind of contract this summer. There's enough guys, especially enough young guys in this league, that you could get for half the price of Nerlens Noel with the same production. Yeah, draft someone in the late first round, you'll be fine. Maybe Jericho Sims takes that spot. Sure, they'd be fine. Yes, he could definitely, he could definitely develop him into at worst Nerlens Noel. Yeah, Nerlens no hasn't I, been doing anything this season. Yeah, and as far as Julius Randle, I think I mean we're all seeing it with Julius Randle. We're all feeling it with Julius Randle. The best part of his game, and he knows it, and it's unfortunate, is. He's got to get the ball, and he draws two defenders and then tries to find the open man. That's all he does. You know, he'll typically, you know, get somebody in the post, call for the ball, and then try to draw those two guys. That's that's his move. That's his number one move and really his only move. Last year, he had the shot to go along with that, which he doesn't have this year. Or at least he hasn't proved that he has it. That's his only thing that he's got. And then maybe a number two this year is when he – you know, in transition or when he's on the run, he's going downhill a little bit. He uses his strength 
to get to the rim and could finish at the basket. But we need we need more we need more from him. Like all around things, the rebounding, we're not seeing it. The defensive intensity, we're not seeing it. That's the stuff where if the shot's not going to fall, you better give us that other stuff. Because he's not a number one. It's clear that he's not a number one. And then that that he does need the ball in his hand. And he wants the ball in his hand. And it's, it's it's just not working this year. You know what's really bothering me? You know, there's obviously a lot of stuff. But he's become so sloppy with the basketball. Because? Yeah, you don't well, remember I mean, him from two years ago. I mean, I know. But, like, he's... He, He's back to being so slop, and I don't. Even, I mean, like not paying attention, kind of sloppy. Like there yeah. was that play oh, today in, in the you game see it a lot. where, like, he didn't realize that somebody had come up behind him. Like that seems to be happening a lot. Not that he's trying to be too fancy and he's losing it, but he's not paying attention, and the ball's being poked away. It seems like all the time. Like he's like he doesn't know who's around him on the court. Right. Yeah, and listen, he did not have a good game against Detroit. I know he finished with twenty-one points. But like four of those came in the last minute of the game or, or five of those. He had he had six turnovers against Detroit. He had that one play towards the end of the game where he, it was like Jay was just saying, maybe that's what you're talking about, where he came down the court and just like fell and lost it. Did you see that play? That, no, that was another one. Yeah, that's not the one I was yeah. talking about. Oh, but it was, he, it was a mess. Yeah. And speaking of him, his shots not falling. Yeah, last year his mid-range shot and his three, they were falling. Mm. with great regularity. I saw a stat the other day someone shared on Twitter. 28 players have attempted at least 80 mid- mid-range jumpers this season. Here they are sorted by efficiency. Seth Curry's at the top of the list at 60.8%. At the very bottom of the list, you got two players, Reggie Jackson at 34.6% mid-range efficiency. And then at the very bottom below him, much lower than Reggie Jackson, Julius Randle at 27.6%. Oof. Listen, the mid-range isn't falling, the fallaway is not falling. He's he's just his shot is not where it was last year. It's just not. Guys, our Ralph segment this week is brought to you by Lightbox. Because Ralph is anything but dull. That's Say goodbye true. to dull gifts. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gifts of the year. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find at a light price, $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but are grown in a lab. Because of this process, they create stones in blush pink and beautiful blue, as well as classic white. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off, priced so they won't have to. They really do make any outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds, never a dull moment. We really should have gotten a couple of those each, you know, to give to our wives for the holidays just to, you know. It's $800 per carat. All right. So we got a nice size. What would they give us? Like an eighth of a carat? I don't know. I mean, they could probably grow whatever size they want. Right, they're growing them in a lab. They are. <laughs> Why are they? Shouldn't they be less expensive then? If they're That's just grown right. in a they lab. Should be. What, dude? Our ads are so bad. Jay, <laughs> play Ralph's voicemails. Here we go. <laughs> Watching the Knicks in Houston, I told y'all McBride's good. Not only can McBride shoot and put the defense, but he finishes at the rim. He's the guy we need. Knicks win! Woo! Beat the Rockets! Woo. A lot of players had some good games, but Mitchell Robinson, that's what I want to talk about. 
What a game he's had today against the Pistons. Next win! Woo! It wasn't pretty. It wasn't fun. But we got it done. Nick beat the Pistons. It's a nice rhyme. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't fun. But we got it done. So is this a thing now? He's not going to call when they lose? Because he didn't call about the Boston game. I know. Ralph, the best calls are when they're losing. Or right, when you think they're the winning. Like, and yeah, we, we want to hear you go up and down. You know? What if he doesn't... Wait, what? We want to hear you go up and down. It's not just when you come, like it's it's how hard you come. That is a stretch, man. No? That is a stretch. Okay. All right. Yeah, Ralph, stop, stop with this editing yourself. We need right, but you. how's he gonna how's he gonna know? So if they're losing, he's just not gonna call at all. What if they come back for a big win? I guess then at the end he'll do a Knicks win. Yes, probably. He doesn't like calling when they're losing now. I like uh, like a phone call a half at least. Ralph, we sold this Lightbox Diamond ad uh, on the promise that you're going to be calling <laughs> at all times. Not just when we're winning. You've got a sponsor now. That's what got us the ad. They're big, uh, they're big Ralph, Ralph fans. Ralph got it. Ralph, you'll, we'll be sending you your cut of this ad. It'll be $2. <sighs> Ralph, stop it. All right, y'all hear that music? It is time for the news with Blanderson Hooper, presented by Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company. They are changing the crumb cake game. Hit the sexy music, Randy. Hmm. Using a family recipe inspired by whoa, whoa, 1950s what? Brooklyn. Excuse what? Me? So, you, hold on. Your idea of doing the ad better is just reading what's on their website. That's that's your idea of doing what you You can even let him get through four fucking words before you jump in. How do you know what he's doing? He's just reading off the website. I could do that. It's not like he's coming up with anything innovative. Look at the anger in Blandy's face. He's literally just reading off the website. Yeah, I'm 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 telling the customers what they want them to know about their company. Just just go. Does not deserve sexy music though. I mean Using a family recipe inspired by 1950s Brooklyn and perfected on the east end of Long Island, Clarkson Ave Crumb Cake Company promises to deliver you the most delicious crumb cakes on the market. Their cakes are moist, the crumbs are piled on, and they only use high-quality, all-natural ingredients. And don't miss out on Clarkson's famous crumpkins, one-of-a-kind miniature crumb cakes, all of the flavor in bite-sized servings. Each box delivers a dozen crumpkins and are available in the same classic flavors, flavors you love. Add a box to your order and enjoy this family favorite. Go to ClarksonAvCrumb.com and remember, at checkout, enter promo code HARDNICKSLIFE and you will receive 23% off your order. Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company, changing the crumb cake game. Jay, don't act all defeated back there. That's, that's all sucked. right. No, I'm not defeated. That just sucked. I thought that sucked. I'm just so. So why don't you get it? You can you can jump in and and do it with Barry and add your sexiness to the no, whole not, I'm ad not, read. No, I'm not. I'm not into no a tag team kind of thing. That's not something that you're I'd not be a up team for. player. You're not a team player. No, I'm not tag teaming. If you can't start, you don't want to be a part of it. No, I just don't want a tag team. Like I'm, I don't. I don't want a tag team. It's not something okay. that I'm into. No, I wonder why certain people say you're bottom tier. All right. Uh, I do want to say, however, that 
before we started taping before I did actually order another Clarkson uh, cake. Mm. Um, it won't be here in time for Christmas. They said uh, if you don't order by the 17th, then more than likely you won't have it in time for Christmas. No, you'll so, get it. But, uh, you know, it, yeah, it's an order's place after 1221 will be shipped the week of 1227. So it won't even be shipped till next mm. week. But I mm. wasn't ordering it for Christmas anyway. I just, you know, I I wanted to try the uh, the Kitty's Carrot Cake one. I'm a have big you fan not of had carrot that cake. Yet? I've never no. had that one, no. And nice. uh, I'm expecting it to be uh, spectacular. I'm expecting to like it as much as I did the the pumpkin. So um, that cream cheese frosting. Yeah, that's that's why yeah. I went for it to have that ooey gooey white stuff that'll just kind of like dribble down your face. You know, when you take a nice big uh, bite. Yeah, that's so. after it explodes in your mouth. No, I wasn't going there on purpose. When you gr- get that crumb cake, I recommend that you. Should I eat it on the air, and so people can't understand me while I'm talking? Maybe I should. That's do how that. Barry stole these. You ads should eat it on the air so, yeah. to sell it. Uh, should I take like two weeks to finish one cake? Will that sell it? That'll tell everybody how good the cake is if it takes two weeks to eat the cake. Yeah, instead of eating in one serving. What you should do is put on your tank top. All right, your white on, or your white undershirt, right. and I want you to rub that crumb cake all over your chest hair. Well, that I'm not doing because that's all a right, waste take, of crumb cake. Take photos of it, and we are going to put out. I haven't told anyone this yet, but we're going to be putting out a Blandy Crumb Cake of the Month calendar sponsored by Clarkson Avenue. <laughs> That's right. A joint venture. And there will be a sexy photo of Blandy each month <laughs> with the Crumb Cake of the Month. Mm. All right? So, Blandy, start taking photos now. And I think we pitched this to Clarkson. And they went for it. They thought that, that would be a good idea? That will be the number one white elephant gift of 2022. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The Blanderson Hooper, Clarkson Avenue uh, from Barry's Cake wife Halligan. isn't stealing that one from anybody, that's for sure. No, no, she I think I'm fucking on to something here. So. <laughs> All right. All right. So, clearly, obviously, COVID has exploded over the last couple of uh, weeks with the Omicron uh, variant. Adam Silver today was interviewed on uh, ESPN by Malika Andrews, and he said that. The NBA at this point has no plans right now to pause the the season. I'll I'll play that um, that piece for you here. Let's just jump right in. I I mentioned that we're seeing a spike in COVID nineteen cases around the world, but we're also seeing it in the NBA with upwards of eighty players testing into the COVID protocols with Christmas Day rapidly approaching. So. Are there any plans right now to stop or pause the season to allow for the spread to slow? No plans right now to pause the season. We've, of course, looked at all the options. But frankly, um, we're having trouble coming up with what the logic would be behind pausing right now. So it was a a much longer interview. He went on to say that 65% of NBA players that could receive a booster shot already have. but 90% of the cases right now that, that players are coming down with are that Omicron strain, which is uh, infecting both vaccinated and unvaccinated people alike. Although I think we've only had one Omicron death so far uh, in the country. But you heard Malika Andrews, like everybody has players in, in protocols. I think the Nets are at 10 right now. The Knicks have six. Nets are at 10. You know, Durant's in protocols. Trey Young's in protocols. Evan Mobley is in protocols. Um, Frank Vogel is in protocols 
there's just there's so many people and so the the league has had to change the the rules for uh, how many players you can have on the roster uh two-way players who initially had a 50 game max will now have no limit on the number of games that they compete in and that's effective immediately through January 19th also two positive tests allows a team to sign one replacement player three positive tests allows them to sign two replacement players and so on uh, and, and so forth. Uh, and any player that they sign as a hardship will not be counted against the team's salary cap or the luxury cap uh, or the luxury tax threshold. Listen, in my opinion, the best part of not suspending the season and just letting it run its course is, like you said, the Knicks have had six guys. That's half the team. All right. You pretty much, I mean, I assume you don't have to worry about those guys getting it again the rest of the season. Well, I right? you wouldn't. So, I wouldn't be so sure because actually today at school I found out that a colleague tested positive and has it again, and she only just had it in September. So she's now gotten it twice so in that's three what, months, like three months. Yeah, I'm going to assume that she got infected with the Omicron variant. So, but who knows? But not the first time. Maybe the first time. Was no, the first else time we- I think was just you know it was either regular yeah. or it was Delta or whatever. But so who knows? You would hope that that means that they wouldn't get it again this season. I would hope they're good for at least a couple months, you know, and just let it fucking run its course at this point. They, um, they've they postponed seven games, I believe, so far um, moving forward. And I don't know if uh, the, the NHL actually paused all of their games until after Christmas. So it's just like the beginning of this week, but they've they've at least done that. But Silver says no. But I guess the situation is fluid and who knows. Um the games on Christmas, as of right now, everything's on, but the times may shift, he told the, the teams. But that Knicks game has lost some of its luster with, with Trey Young out. Barry, you said Clint Capella's out also? Yeah, he's on the uh, health and safety protocol Okay, I didn't too. see that. Uh, and then just one other COVID-related thing, and that is obviously that Kyrie is coming back as a part-time player for the Nets. Because obviously the Nets had been so ravaged by it, and they, I guess they need bodies, and I guess the players are okay with it. So he will be playing and practicing on the road right now. He is in health and safety protocols just to make sure that he's okay before they allow him back into uh, contact with the team. So he can't practice at home; it's just on the road. Right. He cannot. He is not allowed in the building at home. Still. Listen, I don't really give a fuck about Kyrie. Whatever they want to do, I don't care. I know people are ripping on the nets for folding. But it is it is kind of ironic that <laughs> when COVID is at its worst, <laughs> that they decide to right. bring the back unvaccinated the unvaccinated guy they bring him back. It's a little crazy. I know they need bodies, but that's what the fucking hardship exemption right. is for. So you're going to bring back the unvaccinated player? It's fucking Well, because it's but. also more about the fact that Harden and Durant are playing way too many minutes, and so they want to ease the the load. I mean, you know, it's it's more that they realize that that they're not you know doing... how you ease the load? You play them less minutes. There's other fucking players on the team. That's fucking ridiculous. Well, they're not Kyrie Irving. Well, so no, I mean, that's what it comes down have... to. Right. So you do... They so realize they're folded. not as good without him. They took yeah. a stand, and now they realize that, you know, it was a mistake. Uh, I don't know if you saw that today players, uh, people were dunking on Stephen A. Smith, because Stephen A. Smith has been really hard on Kyrie, and now Stephen A. Smith has, he's vaccinated, and he's come down with COVID. So people were all over him on Twitter. Um, Anthony Davis heard a, a pop in his knee the other day. Luckily, he's just uh, 
a MCL strain out at least one month, which obviously is not going to help the with the Lakers, you know. Uh, and then three things we'll end on here. Steve Kerr has officially been named the next USA basketball coach, uh, replacing Greg Popovich. Grant Hill is now the general manager, taking over for, I think it was Jerry Colangelo who was in charge before. Hall of Fame nominees for this year have been announced. Uh, I don't really think any of these people actually have a chance except for one. I mean, there's a lot of familiar names. Mano Ginobili's up, Chauncey Billups is up, Richard Hamilton, Tim Hardaway, Muggsy Bogues, Mark Jackson. You guys think any of those people have a chance except for maybe Manu? Maybe Manu and maybe Hardaway. I mean, Muggsy Bogues, no. Mark Jackson, no. Sean Marion, no. I think Tom Chambers is also um, is up. But, I mean, really, Mano Ginobili seems to me like the only sure bet to me. Uh, and the last thing, S- Steph Curry has launched a brand new NFT collection to celebrate every one of his 2,974 three-pointers that set the new NBA record. So those went on sale on Monday. Each one is priced at $499. It includes uh, a picture, I guess, like a drawing of that particular three that he hit it has the game's location and the date and a digital signature uh, from from Curry. All of the money, all of the money, uh, all the profits will go to the foundation that he established a couple of years ago. So he's not keeping any of that money. How could each one be the same price? What do you, why not? What do you mean? I don't know. Like, like his like first, first one, one or his last one yeah. or the one yeah. that broke the record. Isn't there not more money? According to what I see here, everyone will be priced at four ninety nine. Can only one person buy each one of them, or is it broken up? I believe it's just well. Actually, I I wonder. Like, what if somebody wanted to buy one of each? Is it just one for each one? Or I, from what I read, it seemed to me like there was just one for each three pointer. Hmm, I wonder how they're going to figure out that out. <laughs> and I don't necessarily know how these NFTs Unless work. The, it, do bids start at four ninety nine or something? Is it bidding? It says it's priced at four ninety nine, right. and then I guess you buy if you're lucky enough to buy that, then you could probably sell it on the secondary market for however much you know people are willing to pay for it. Uh, but uh, that's the way the basketball bounces. I can't believe you left out this one item from your news today. Related to COVID. Uh, Maybe I had and I just skipped it by accident. Who's? Did you see who's coaching for the Lakers against the Suns? No, I did not. His return to the head coaching position for the Lakers with Fizzle My Nizzle with Vogel out because of COVID. Fizzle My Nizzle, David Fizdale. Is he really? I believe. I think I heard that he started Carmelo Anthony at center. I think I saw huh. on Twitter. Well, that's good for yeah, them. David Fisdale is back. That's, that's really good for them. We're going to get to work, kid. <laughs> We're going to get you right. Hmm. Gonna get he'll the get Lakers that whole right. team right. He'll get the whole team right. Maybe. Bring in Emmanuel Moutier. What do you think? Emmanuel Moutier just signed a 10-day with Sacramento. God, have you looked at any of that? Like, the, the names of these people. First of all, the list of 10-day signings is enormous. And it's just... Who are these people? They could be the people that you're standing next to at the checkout counter at Stop and Shop. They're just random, random dudes. <laughs> a few, a few like recognizable names here and there, 
but for the most part, it's like, it, who the hell are these people? I actually got annoyed when I saw Matt Mooney on the at the end of the be- Knicks bench today cheering the Knicks on. It's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Any one of us would be more deserving sitting at the end of that bench cheering on the Knicks. Do you think that the like the real players have to actually? You think they go through the trouble of trying to remember the guy's name, or do they realize that he'll be gone in, in ten days and so it doesn't matter? I think they realize it doesn't fucking matter. No one's hanging out with Matt Mooney. All right, guys, that's gonna do it for today's show. Remember, you can reach out to us. It's a hardnickslife at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at hardnickslife. Barry at Barry Dworkin. Blandy at Blandy Hooper. And you can call us when things are going good, when they're going bad. Doesn't matter, right, Ralph? I mean, right, Barry? That's right. It's called Barry Ralph. Sorry. 516-33-MESH-1. If you like our show, please leave us a rating and a review for the holidays. It'll be a special, special gift to each one of us. Tell us who you like and who you don't like. Who's on your, Who's in your bottom tier? Is it Blandy? And let us know what you think about the, the, the intro. Do we need to get rid of it? Do you hate it? Does it sound like a crow dying? In the words of my wife. Yeah, or do you sing it in the shower every morning like I've been told some people do? I don't think anybody told you that. No? Yeah. I doubt that. We will change this song so fucking fast if everyone hates it. Trust me. <laughs> Barry, when are you leaving for Alabama? Uh, oh, Alabama's yeah. the day after Christmas. Tomorrow I'm spending the day in the city. Doing what? We've got um, reservations in the late morning for uh, ice skating at Rockefeller Center. You're going to do that? You're going to go into New York City right now? Yeah. Are you bringing alcohol with you to Alabama? Am I bringing alcohol with me to Alabama? No. Will you buy a lot of alcohol and drink a lot of alcohol when you're in Alabama? No. No alcohol, no weed. So then how are you making it through? Look, it's only four days. I figure I can I can make it through. It's interesting. Barry told us at the White Elephant Party he was going to Alabama. I said, are you looking for it? He said, no. Said, oh, is your wife looking for that? He said, no. <laughs> are your kids looking forward to that? No. No. So nobody in your family looks forward to this, yet you torture <laughs> Sounds them. Sounds like a great trip. By all going to Alabama to visit your crazy mother-in-law. I told you that bitch crazy. It, at, a t- at, a t- at a year where you really could use the excuse of you don't want to travel during COVID. Yeah. You could just back out of it. It's so easy to do. You're, 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 you're risking it all to go on a horrible, horrible, horrible trip. And you're missing out on Christmas Day. Why would man? you do at my, that? At my mom's. No, I'll, well, we'll be there. But we're yeah, gonna come for, for dessert. dessert. Yeah. Lame. My mom was so upset. No. Yeah, oh yeah. She was almost weeping. You're ditching Stop. Jason's mom Why would you for say your that? fucking mother, crazy mother. I know. We spend every Christmas together, and now all of a sudden, it's just, you know, dessert. You know, Barry's thinking about himself. Well, I know that the listeners can't wait to hear, and I can't wait to hear what the fuck goes on down there. <laughs> I can't wait either. It's going to be good. All right, guys. Until next time, it is a hard Nick's life. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.